0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Infuse with Light. Today, I am joined by Kristen and we are going to discuss chronic illness and pathways to healing. So Kristen is certified in meditation, metaphysics and life coaching, and she focuses on health and holistic coaching as this is her passion. And she is also a mother to a beautiful three and a half year old boy. Both of us have experiences with healing conditions, especially chronic illnesses, and today we want to share what has helped us, um, as there's so much information and possibly misinformation out there. It can be super challenging to navigate it and get the correct information and find the right resources for you. So today, together, we're going to attempt to do that. So thank you so much for being here today, Kristen.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here.
0: Cool. Well, let's dive into it. So do you want to share with the audience um, sort of what chronic illnesses you have dealt with or are currently dealing with and give a little bit of background on on your healing journey?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, there's a long version and a short version, but basically as a child I always seemed to get sick, Um, had like chronic eczema, dermatitis, things like that, all of the allergies, cold, clues, etc. A lot of anxiety, I could never sleep. So it was just like this constant thing, but I never thought anything of it. Um, but as I got older, it sort of worsened and I became a teenager and it was probably starting to get quite chronic. But as a teenager, I wasn't interested in my health. I was interested in going to parties and kissing boys and all of that. <laughs> so that's what I did. I ignored it. Um, you know, I went to uni, started working full time and in this corporate environment with in the air con, same thing, I was always the sickest one in the office i had a lot of time off etc um so in my mid-20s we uh, my partner and i decided to go traveling and i got glandular fever before we went but i didn't know at the time and then we were told we had to get the yellow fever vaccination to go to south america so we did that and after i got this shot i became quite ill and they said that i'd had a reaction it was quite potent so from there i wasn't i was feeling really really unwell um, for quite a long time, so just flu-like symptoms, really. Um, but you know, there's a varying intensity. You know, it can be like at a two out of ten or a ten out of, ten out of ten. Um, so I sort of tried to rest and push through, and I went on this trip. And when I was away, I didn't realise at the time either, but I contracted swine flu in South America. So wow. got a swine flu thing going on, and in Thailand, I ended up with typhoid fever. So I came home, didn't feel very well, went to doctors and they just said, look, you've been traveling, you're probably jet lagged, you've got to balance, let your body balance out, just take some rest. So I was like, okay, got another full-time job, started working. As soon as I started my new job, every two to four weeks, I was like bedridden with like flu-like symptoms, um, a lot of inflammation and yeah, it just kept happening. So but yeah, obviously just went down the mainstream medical route. That's all I knew. Doctors and specialists, they didn't know what it was. Lots of blood tests, but that's all they did. Um, This went on for about 18 months and I kept working full time, just having a lot of time off. And then one Friday morning I went into work and I collapsed and they sent me home and the HR manager rang me and said, look, you've been really unwell. We really want you to sort out your health and take some time off. So when I wasn't working, I just kept sort of searching for what was happening. Mm -hmm. I couldn't tell and um this sort of it just got worse and worse and I eventually got diagnosed with chronic fatigue syndrome fibromyalgia and Hashimoto's thyroiditis so within that there was all these other diagnoses like yeah. IBS leaky gut candida overgrowth tinnitus seasonal affective disorder they all seemed to be linked um and anxiety was in there too
0: obviously of course yeah <laughs> just just a few things to deal with just a few things
1: yeah <laughs> exactly so um so they diagnosed me but nothing had really improved They'd, me on medications because the sleep and anxiety were right up there so of course any anxiety type things thinking that if I slept um things would calm down and there wasn't much other advice between besides you know kind of you know make sure you're eating your veggies and do a graded exercise program yeah so um yeah started just improving my diet I went to naturopaths things like that to take vitamins and herbs and and I kept getting worse, and eventually I was just bedridden. I could barely get in the shower. I would get to the toilet, and I didn't have any responsibility anymore, like no children, no work. And then eventually I got recommended a holistic doctor um, through a friend who was working with my partner. So when I saw him, he was amazing, and he spe- basically specialised in chronic illnesses, you know, that wow. were said to have no cure, like chronic fatigue. He did Lyme disease, fibromyalgia. Um, and he, he did a mix of sort of medications and the in, and the natural remedies. So when I went to him, he said, I think you've got infections in your body, but nobody's found it because they don't come up in a normal blood test. Yeah, that's right.
0: Yeah, which had been
1: done for years now. They, every doctor, specialist, you know, I sit down and they're like, we're just going to send you for some bloods. And they yeah. send you the blood. And they like just the miss Yeah, they just
0: miss all that vital information and, like, yeah, viruses hanging in the body as well.
1: Yes. So, and, you know, the thyroid would be a bit out or the iron's a bit low, but otherwise they're like, oh, you're fine. Anyway, so he did some specific bloods and urine and stool tests and found that this typhoid fever and stuff was still in there that he um, thought basically I probably picked it up while I was travelling and and my partner um, who I was travelling with actually got it as well. But when he got home, his body just flushed it out, but my body was already under stress, so it had kept the typhoid fever and whatever else in there, which is why, like, I had symptoms of fevers and, um, you know, just inflammation all through the body that, that flu, those flu aches and things like that. So, yeah, once we found that, that was actually the first sort of step forward um, and some of the symptoms started to improve. So it was through the use of antibiotics, but it did then have me on a lot of other natural stuff to balance everything out. So, yeah, we just um, – started doing that but from this i just got to a point where i was like okay i've done all this stuff and it started to get me really interested in i just it's like i just realized that it wasn't just treating the infections it wasn't just um
0: yeah absolutely
1: yeah i started to realize there's more to it here you know it's
0: yeah it's i think that's such a good point i think the you know like i mean i'll go into my story in a little bit but there's all these symptoms and things you're not really dealing with the core issue and it takes a long time to sort of get through those layers to deal with the the stem of it I suppose
1: yes absolutely from a physical point but also the mental and emotional core issues Definitely. The stems. but yeah so I basically started doing my own research um and yeah all the spiritual mental and emotional stuff was so interesting and things like you know the energy and vibration frequency in our thoughts and NLP so and yeah so I just started doing my own research yeah
0: I've just lost you. Come back. Come back to me. Are you there? <laughs> yeah, I'm here. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's the computer Mercury Retro shadow, Shadowed, always doing some fun little things. Yeah. And so how many years do you think – I know you're just giving a brief overview, but how many years from, like, day dot to now do you think that's been this process? Oh,
1: um, I feel like almost my whole life. Yeah. Even sometimes things that I feel now – and a lot of the inner work I do, you know, it goes back to sort of childhood, but it's very different when you're a kid to an adult. But, yeah, eating a new job. Actually, probably um, to pinpoint it, definitely that last year of high school, you know, when you're doing your HSC. Yeah. I remember just going to school, like, drowning in fatigue and aches and pains. And uh, But, every, you know, I don't know. You're at the end of high school, you're doing your HSC. Or I was eating a lot of junk, and then on the weekend you drink binge drink. So. Yeah. Everyone was tired all the time, so I just, I didn't explore it. I just thought, oh, all well, my friends are tired. I'm tired. Um, but yeah, But now definitely. I know the difference between tiredness, fatigue, obviously inflammation in the body will speak up to you in like an achy pain, achy yeah. pain sort of way. So, um, yeah, so what, that's so safe 15, or what is it, 17, 18, and then I got, when did we travel? Mid-20s, so it was like a good... 12 to 15
0: years yeah I think it's an interesting point and I bring that up because I think your body has like its own time stamp of when things are really going to flare up and you can't ignore it anymore like it's a culmination of all those things in your body kind of come, coming you know to like that climactic point of like I have to actually do something about this and and nothing else is working so yes. yeah it's, it's a pretty intense journey so I'll just quickly Um, and thank you for sharing and we're going to get into a lot more, but we just wanted to both give a bit of an overview. So mine is quite different. Um, I wouldn't class mine as chronic illness as such. Um, but I have struggled severely with neurological issues my whole life, um, which manifest in migraines and later like stroke, like symptoms, numbness, tingling,
1: Mm. um,
0: and heavy metal, um, buildup in my body, um. So I've always had chronic headaches for as long as I can remember. Probably since I think the first one I remember getting when I was traveling with my parents, I was in Alcatraz <laughs> in um, San Francisco and I just just remember not being able to see anyway. And since then I've anyone who knows me, I've struggled with that. spent a, a lot of money seeing neurologists, um, being passed around different doctors, being told it's different things. Uh, of course, being feeling quite let down by the medical, community just being like here take these drugs see whether that helps yes. you and fixes you which actually made it worse and then it wasn't until my mum died three years ago that the grief and the stress um just catapulted everything like right into my face of like wow my body is severely in shutdown mode like it was hay it was just haywire um just going crazy so that's when I I was like so fed up I was crying on the floor at a family friend's house and I was begging and begging there to be answers. And then someone put me onto to Anthony William, the medical medium.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: then I started to do my own research, but that would have been about 10, 15 years of like constant tests neurologists being passed around different neurologists, rapid clinic at Westmead hospital, like all different kinds of, um, all different things. And then, you know, it wasn't until I started to research after more holistic approach And doing some of those things and I actually started to see results and I thought wow how could it be as simple as something like celery juice and learning about cluster salts and glucose in the brain to kind of help me and we're going to go through all of this in a little bit more detail but that's just kind of um, the overview of me so I really struggle with neurological things and I think yeah and once once you kind of deal with one thing I think then you get to another core layer of what's going on I guess like that old analogy of an onion you sort of peel back and go okay I've dealt with my heavy metals now and now I'm dealing with thyroid and liver things and Epstein kind of viral load so that's kind of there so I guess um so what what really shifted you into that different route rather than the traditional medical route and like was it just because you were fed up and let down and you weren't seeing any answers? I know you said before, like you, you went on stuff and it made you feel worse. Yes. So can you, so maybe it might be good to do a comparison between like what they did medically and then like what the tradition uh, the holistic approach was and how you found that. Cause I think the holistic approach deals with the mental and emotional aspects as well. Whereas, in my opinion, medical just deals with, like, straight science, here's a drug, take this, and they don't look at any of the underlying causes or triggers in your life that are going on as well.
1: Yes, absolutely. Um, and what you were saying about the neurological, uh, I can relate absolutely. When people used to say, because the symptom list was so long, and when I had to choose, like, what was the priority symptom, it was always my brain, my head. I couldn't yeah. describe it. And it's and thing is, it just affects everything. So when you show up in your relationships when you're neurologically oh, yeah. not there, like it's you don't oh, realize. that's so
0: challenging. Yeah, like I can remember being with someone that, um, you know, I was intimate with, and just being like, "Look, I'm going through this like process of trying to pull heavy metals out of my body. And I get blurry vision and just have to lay down. Like it's not, it's not a great start to a romantic yeah. <laughs> endeavor. <so>. <laughs> Definitely
1: <laughs> oh, a bit tricky, dear. but um, I think having the awareness there and then just being able to like be open about it as well will will help because yeah yeah. now when I think back, I had that but I ignored it because I didn't,
0: you know,
1: I was so, and I didn't realise this until I went into this health journey as well, which um, is something we might go through in a bit. But, you know, when you look at these other parts of yourself, so I didn't realise I was just so scared for people not to like me because I didn't like me. So something like that was huge for me, like realising the self-hatred in that. But anyway, we can go through that in
0: a bit. Oh, yeah. We'll get into those emotional things.
1: Yeah. Um, but, yeah, yes. look, similar to what you said, um, being put on all these drugs and them, them not helping but even being worse and they all have side effects but they would oh, put definitely. me on them without the side effects and I would just do whatever they said
0: all the time. Well, you do because you don't know any better and we're not given an option. I think that's the problem. Like I, I know it's changing now but I guess when we were sort of teenagers, it was like... That wasn 't even an option to consider holistic for me. I was just told, "Here you go, take this on your way, and you just yeah. do as you're told, yeah,
1: yeah, definitely so um yeah, look I, I my auntie was a naturopath too, so I luckily had someone in the family, and she'd been on quite an intense health journey as well, so I did have just some supplements, you know, like bioceuticals and some medi herbs and things like that around, but I also had through a friend um Someone I went to school with and I'd lost touch with because I got off, back then it was only Facebook, but I'd got off (laughs) Facebook just to try and heal and things. And she had just had CFS and was now doing coaching and NLP. So she offered to help me out. So every week we would um, just over the phone sort of do it. So I just remember that because same thing, I'd been brought up and conditioned in this one um, way of looking at things and treating something like an illness or when you don't feel well, as in go to the doctor, usually get a pill, right? Um, sometimes go to the hospital for some sort of surgery. And then when we looked at, when you look at it in a different way, like the health coaching did in the NLP, she started looking at all the different areas in my life. And obviously the mental, emotional and spiritual aspects all came in. And I was like, I remember thinking, why did nobody tell me this? And it just resonated yeah. so strong and I used to get tingles and goosebumps all the time. And she also just got it because even though it was different journeys, but she knew what it felt like to be in that place um, and to go down mainstream um, mainstream route and then have issues and whatever. So that was also a huge thing for me. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. I, that just sort of reminded me too of like big pharmaceuticals, like there's that real other agenda of like pushing, which we won't get into. That's a whole nother topic, but you know, there's, that's such, that's, that's such an industry of pushing chemicals and drug industry, because I remember bursting out laughing when someone told me about celery juice, helping with their neurological condition. And I was like, it can't be that easy. Yeah. It can't be that simple. Like it just can't be. And then of course, you know, because it's so simple, then you've got like this whole onslaught of everyone else attacking it because they want to keep the narrative to like big pharmaceuticals and like keep you conditioned and it's like god forbid something that cost me five dollars could save my life yeah exactly like i just yeah sorry that just triggered me to to um to say that little comment to anyone and i think something that's really important here that you've just um brought up to is like do your own research yes I think it's a lot more holistic now and there are there are options, but yeah, definitely do your own research. Um, you know, just because you're told something doesn't mean you have to, you know, take that as, as a truth because people get it wrong. I mean, look, there are brilliant doctors out there and this is no, by no means like a doctor bashing, medical bashing session, but I just think in our experiences, we haven't had the best um experience with that. So, you know, it does leave room for you to explore your own options. Yeah. And everyone is so different. That's the thing. Everyone's body and chemistry and DNA structure is completely different. Yes.
1: And yeah, I agree completely doing your own research. I feel like it's almost part of the underlying reason. Well, I know for me personally that this happened to me or that I went through this because I was the type of person who did whatever anybody else said to me, kind of like dare I say, a sheep following everyone because I was so introverted and so such a people pleaser. Um, I really didn't want to upset anyone. So I really wanted to follow just what I was taught, you know, when we have these subconscious programs that we're running off and the subconscious also wants to keep us safe. So when someone says, oh, why don't you research this? (laughs) A lot of people just feel unsafe, even research. It's out of your comfort.
0: Yeah, and it's out of your comfort zone. And I I definitely remember, I mean, my healing journey, a big part of it's been overcoming fear. Like I don't want to get worse. And unfortunately, you know, there's medicine that's a quick fix for like when I'm having an episode or an attack. But unfortunately, the groundwork between sort of keeping those episodes at bay, you know, healing is not a straight line and it's tough. And sometimes it's like two steps forward, 20 steps back. And there are times when I think, oh, this is just – I'm not making any progress. I'm, um, you know, and you have to go through sort of like a symptom thing while your body's healing. And for me, my symptoms were like blurred vision. I can't see properly. Yes. I'm light sensitive. Yes. And I was really lucky that I had a boss um, who was incredibly supportive of me when, you know, maybe not, couldn't understand where I was coming from, but he, you know, I had to sort of, and I had to educate him as well. And I think that's the thing you have to educate a lot of bosses and workplaces too, that, you know, we're not all robots and everybody like environmental stress factors like fluorescent lighting and air conditioning really impact and affect people as yes. well. So I think what you said, it's quite interesting too, that we've both kind of gone on to to help educate or assist or point people in that right direction where we were both as like, yep, I was a very, um, you know, just do whatever you say. Sort of, you know, love and instruction, love at least, love to be following orders. And it really had to force me to crack out of that paradigm and that structure of thinking. Yeah, come
1: into your own life. This is something that um, my friend I mentioned with the health coaching taught me. It was like, well, how does it feel for you? And when she used to say that, I used to be like, what do you mean? The doctor I don't know. told me to yeah, do I've never... this or so and so. And she used to be like, I don't care what they said. She used to get me to tune in. Now you in- taught me about intuition. And I was like, I thought she was bonkers, to be honest. And I, it just felt so, I was so disconnected from it. And I think that's, yeah. I, I think you and I just want people to know there's options, there's choice. And when you can connect to, like, your own self, no matter how weird that might sound for some, like, you, your whole life, it's a ripple effect and your whole life will benefit from that. So, yeah, yeah just so they can so, have more options and choice. It's like you have more freedom then within yourself and your life.
0: Yeah, and maybe we should talk about that quickly, like intuition. So I I was so disconnected mind and body and for probably most of my life until maybe even my early 30s, so I'm now 38, I had no idea what my body was doing. So when I was like at my thinnest and healthiest, I was completely detached. But I tried um, because weight loss is like something that I'm dealing with, which is related to my thyroid. You know, I was trying all these things like keto, paleo. Oh and i was wasn't really thinking about how it made me feel. I was just so fixated. I've got to be skinny, I need a result. I used to be a gymnast, I was a surfer, I'm fit and the judgment of people looking at me going, "Oh, she's put on a lot of weight, and they have no idea what you're going on, like how healthy i I'm probably the healthiest I've ever been, and I'm carrying the most weight I ever have. so there's a lot of fear and judgments and but intuitively. My body lets me know, like, this is the right thing for you to do. Um, And I think no one, like you said, no one had asked me that. Like, how do you feel? If you feel great taking your medication, then by all means, you know, see the doctor. And if that works for you, that's fantastic. Maybe you need some medication and some holistic Mm. stuff. Maybe you just need only holistic stuff. Maybe you don't even need that. Maybe you just need organic fruit and veggie. Or maybe it's just one simple thing. Or... Maybe you need meditation. Like there's a whole umbrella of things to explore. And I think it, I kind of wanted you to talk about, um, because this is sort of an area that you are really passionate about. How did you discern between working out? Like you've tried a lot of things. So how do you know what to trust? There's so much information out there. So what's your kind of process with that? Ah, yes. Yeah, like
1: it can be overwhelming and you don't know where to start. Um yeah so well i mean now it's been so many years so i've got my things so like you said tuning into it intuition and using meditation to see what kind of feels right or if there's a pull um also sometimes it is just trial and error um but the other thing i often will suggest to people is like from a spiritual perspective the universe knows where you're at and what you need even if you're sort of blocking it with overthinking it or whatever so it will sort of bring you clues <laughs> um
0: that's so, if so true yeah
1: hearing about a podcast or a book or a certain therapy or person and you notice it keeps coming up that's probably a bit of a clue even if you feel like you don't know what to do because of all the overwhelm I totally understand that still happens to me sometimes um so yeah, just and simplifying yep. it and being like okay I keep hearing about this um this book so why don't I just go and buy it and read it you know and all you have to focus on is that first step and then it sort of just gets the ball moving yeah, yeah you're on the path
0: and you'll sort of find your own that's that's so true And I think I remember being terrified I remember a therapist telling me I want you to talk to your body yes I was, like, <laughs> what the f-? I was like what the fuck yes. are you talking yeah, about <laughs> and like she's just like I want you to, yeah I want you to talk to your legs because I have always um I'm better now but I've always had an issue with them. They was kind of big from gymnastics and you know that's where I put on weight and she's like, but they get you around. You've hiked all over the world. Like give thanks to your legs. And I'm getting better with that practice. And I just want everyone listening to know, like, it's not a overnight thing. This, you know, I've been on this path for a really long time and there's always room for improvement, but I think trying to um, be open because your body will automatically resist. Like when someone says to you try Reiki or, and you have like, what? You're like, what? There's energy going through my body. It can be quite confronting, but I think as you just said you'll be guided to do the things and and I think that's so important to us that that's why holistic to me is so important because it's dealing with all those aspects the emotional the physical and the mental and um yeah so so you're kind of saying that you sort of tried something got on the path and then you kind of you know one thing leads to another I suppose like once I was like in the sort of medical medium community forum you know people would give you information yeah. I did a little bit of research and I guess it's like anything, if it works or resonates, you continue with it. And if not, you can kind of put it down and you can go back yes. to it if at another yeah, time. And sometimes
1: guess. something works for you for a long time. Like I learned meditation like over 10 years ago and I still meditate pretty much every day, but I've done all different types and everything. So now, you know, that's been a long-term thing for me that I've implemented very consistently. And then there are other things that I'll do, you know, it might only be a few months and then you're just ready. Like it's, it's helped you on that next stage of your journey and then you're ready for something different. And I feel like the key yeah. It's, yeah, served it's, served purpose. its purpose and just be so being aware of when it's okay to let go of things because sometimes I'd be like, Oh, I think I'm done here, but I was like clinging to it a bit too in case I got sicker if I let it go. There was something new for me to implement and I couldn't get everything in. And just being aware, like you said, of that resistance when somebody says Why don't you try Reiki? And and they just resist straight away because of our conditioning. Straight away it's like too weird. What will my friends think? What will my mum think if I tell her that I'm doing Reiki? And all the resistance, which I absolutely had, especially um, people-pleaser types and introverted were usually a bit more sensitive to what other people may think and the judgments and things like that yeah oh, like of we course everybody else the same, and we just judge it as we and just because it's different, just because we weren't programmed to talk to our body
0: um, yeah, and I think a lot of people on this path um myself included are highly empathetic, highly yeah. sensitive, and I know that we possibly shouldn't label ourselves but just for to give people context you know the and also being in a relationship while you're dealing with a chronic illness or any type of thing that you're trying to heal or ongoing that can also be really challenging and to find a partner who is empathetic and can hold space while you're, you know, going through this healing journey and not just a, a romantic partner, but friends, yeah. anyone that can support you. So and I would say I've, it's taken me a long time, but now I have found a neurologist and, um, he is very scientific and medical, but he is open and he sees the results with my diet and what I'm doing. And so he, encompasses and embraces that rather than just say his way or the highway and I think there are there are doctors out there and we'll get into that a little bit later about resources and things but um yeah I think because you've been doing it for so long what other things can you tell listeners like what about when you're looking at vitamins and stuff like oh that's there's so many, you pop into any chemist warehouse now and I can spend half an hour just looking, going, How do I know which yeah. one? Yeah, <laughs> well
1: again, I feel like our bodies will often need different ones at different times. So uh, look, God have been so many different things, especially having a family member as a naturopath, because I just think I'll go to her. Um, look to be perfectly honest yep. with you, I had even have reactions to some of them because um, depending, yep. if you do just go to any naturopath, nutrition, even an integrated doctor. There's still synthetic versions of the vitamin or the supplement and then they're often got other things in there just to, for transport, for shelf life, um, so it doesn't have a funny taste when you swallow it, things like that. So I would swallow it um, and if I hadn't had enough food, feel really quite sick, even vomited from some, things like that. So only recently yeah. now I, I'm on a whole food, um, the whole food capsule, so it's literally just the organically farmed uh, you, there's a fruit capsule so it's the fruit there's a berry blend so it's just organically farmed berries and they're freeze dried and then they're put into the capsule yeah. before oxidation occurs so for people who um don't know oxidation yeah. is like when you cut an apple and it goes brown it's been, uh, because it's oxidized so we or most of us will have oxidative oxidative stress going on in our body especially if you are um experiencing a chronic illness or any sort of autoimmune condition our oxidative stress levels tend to be higher so um i knew about these products for a while but again you know i was i was in my on my path and in my programs and i was a bit resistant but yeah i actually only came across them last year but they've made a huge difference i think for me um just having so many reactions being a bit more sensitive just being able to get the whole food in and even though i eat well I had a lot of issues with my body digesting and absorbing the food, whereas this, um, you can get powder so it can be like just in liquid, which is um, a really efficient way to get the absorption and the nutrients in. But I just take the capsules but same thing because there's nothing else added in there. I'm not feeling sick. I'm not getting um, reactions. And it's also just like a really huge burst of those nutrients in there, even though I'm eating well, and especially if we're eating in like a more stressful environment. Like I have a three-year-old, so... (laughs) Sometimes I'm not that relaxed when I'm sitting and eating and being climbed on or whatever.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: Um, so it's, you know, taking all these different things into account and, yeah, learning what works for you, again, you know, it really needs to be an individualised approach but also being open to trying new things even if they're outside of, like, these were outside of everything that I had learned because I'd been working with naturopaths and things for so long and they're they're all fabulous. Like, I definitely would recommend that if that feels right for you.
0: Yeah, that's um, just like anything, like you've got to sort of try before you buy and, and, and yes. it's all about, it's also about
1: the relationship too. With... Oh. One oh. app that I take is heavy
0: metals. It's like, you know, the, the tablet that I need to heal is full of heavy metals, like it, which doesn't make sense and that's the exact thing Oh, yep. am trying to, to get out. Yeah, so um, I yeah, find okay. that kind of interesting.
1: Yeah, also something I'll mention while we're on this is um, years ago as well, through a friend, see, I wasn't looking. The universe knew what I needed. And my friend, uh, the friend who was coaching me one day, she said, hey, I just um, saw this, uh, she was a nutritionist, I think, nutritionist, and she was up in Byron Bay or something. She said she was amazing because her approach was so individualized and she, she did all these tests, which some doctors had done, they were so specific that once she saw these results it was like looking at your own biochemistry
0: oh and yeah when i
1: did this um and i had resistance because it cost money and all that and i thought i'll just go you know with my family member who can get me the but yeah it's like we're just so unique so how can just this one size fits all approach in any regard work for anyone even like telling everybody to do the same exercise or go on a certain diet like it's never going to work like some people have an allergic reaction to nuts so if nuts are in the diet you just
0: yeah that's so true like i used to love running, but because of my brain structure and, like, um, sweating and losing um, essential sort of um, minerals and vitamins and things and magnesium levels, like, sweating is, like, the quickest way for my body to dehydrate and for me to get um, out of equilibrium. So, like, that just doesn't work. So I think it's that whole tuning into your body, which does take a long time to come. Well, I, in my opinion, it has taken me a while to to be able to do it and trust what I'm receiving. I guess like, yes. you know, there's, there's other techniques like biofeedback and things to to help do that. But it is it is a really big topic. So we're, we're hopefully not bombarding everyone. But do you think um, having a spiritual connection is intrinsically hand goes hand in hand with a healing path? Do you think you have to have a spiritual connection on a healing path? Can they be separate? Like what's your thoughts on that?
1: Uh, absolutely, yeah. I think. Well, I think we all do have the spiritual connection, but it gets blocked. So if, uh, mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but if I think back to before, um, my connection was there. I was just blocking it, just the, like the resistance. I was too scared to go in. But um, absolutely, like, I would probably put all of my spiritual work and that whole aspect at the top of my list. Like, I, I literally feel like it saved my life <laughs> because, um I don't know, the physical, mental and emotional, they're all so important. But for me, this is just so powerful and I feel like it's its like a connection of everything and it's like that ripple effect. So the more you show up spiritually and it's like also I just kept gaining more understanding through having my own spiritual connection but then working with, um, you know, spiritual healers and reading the spiritual books and things like that. But I also had so much resistance. So much
0: resistance yeah, same. <laughs> and I was wow. really skeptical. I was a very like, I want proof. I want hard yes. proof. Um. You know, this is all. And my parents, I kind of grew up. It's funny because later on in life, I realized they were quite spiritual. Um. But kind of just kind of masked a little bit. But yeah, I kind of grew up in that household of like, you know, science proof medicine. You yeah. You know, that's that's what we go off.
1: Um, and there and, is science now behind all the spiritual stuff. Um, that's right. I mean, I, yeah, when we go through the resources, there's some there. But um, I mean, for me, Louise Hay was one of the first books I ever read, and yep. yeah, I, I, like I did think it was weird. And I think if anybody is thinking about getting started on any sort of spiritual journey, like just be aware that your ego will tell you it's weird, and it's only oh, yeah. because we've been conditioned this way. There are other cultures where this is just a part of their culture and their life so the children grow up you know and they don't think it's weird they probably think it's weird that we come home and sit in front of a box and stare at it for 5 or 4, four or 5 hours yeah. you know
0: and we lose and that's that's you know the great trap of this earth you know we lose our connection to source by distracting ourselves with so many different things yes yeah, but, absolutely. um, yeah, I, I would never have thought I would, and I've said it so many times that I'd be here talking about light language and chronic healing. I just never thought my life would go that way. And I think it's interesting. I would also say for other people, like, I was terrified. So, Kristen, I actually met in a meditation group. Yeah. And I <laughs> had never really done meditation before. I have a really overactive mind. I was like, how the hell am I going to slow down and think? But the thing is, I would often sit near Kristen. And so I don't think there's any coincidences, you know, like we would sometimes have a little bit of a chat and then we'd sometimes have a little bit of a talk about our health and our healing. And, um, yeah, I just, um, I don't think there's any coincidences with that, that you and I are kind of paired up and we kind of resonated with each other. So the universe will put people in your path too. And I think we had exchanged, you know, what we were both reading or experiencing at the time. So, yeah. Yes. yeah Yeah.
1: and that's the other thing like being surrounded and connected with people who even if they don't know what it's like say in the chronic illness um, example if they don't know what it's like but they can still provide support um, and just making sure so it can be a really isolating and lonely place and then if you're already feeling unwell sort of can just add to this big spiral of like you know, well, no one gets it and therefore you feel wrong and therefore you might fall back into the self-sabotaging patterns and therefore you just get sicker and on and on with yeah, right. So I think if you – also if you are are just getting started, um, you have a local or, or even online meditation group, like that's a huge –
0: Support network. a yeah, yeah. huge
1: support network. It's always just full of love and full of people who want to improve even if they're not sick. Um yeah, that's people right. People who are just re- like they're ready and they're there because they know there's more to like than what we've been taught. And I think, you know, going back a little bit on what we were discussing before, um, even with all of the mainstream medical system, there was always part of me that sort of just knew. I'm like, I just know there's more. And then, you know, you read Louise Hay and she goes through it and Wayne Dyer does it and all these beautiful people and they're teaching all of these people and all of these people are showing up their workshops and reading their books so all these other people know that there's more than what we've been taught what we've been conditioned and what we've been living
0: yeah that's absolutely right and and that's the thing like once you find those people to connect with like i i just even look in the last three years where i'm like you know realizing like electromagnetic frequency affects me like i'm highly sensitive to um electricity and and that type of thing, and pe- I just, yeah, you know, same. gosh, you, I would never thought. And then they think, oh, but my body, my brain is actually electrical current. So that yeah. makes sense. Like it's, it's funny how all these things that you actually sort of know when we're taught, like at school in science, about you know, and then you think, oh. But then when someone presents it to you, I had a hard time digesting and believing it and and understanding it. And um, I also think with a lot of chronic um, illnesses or just conditions, like the brain and the gut are two areas that, you know, there's so many unknown factors still. Like we're still researching. No one can know for sure. So I think it's so important to find what definitely works for you. But I was going to maybe jump over to... um, talking about some of the challenges on this path and, and the difficulties of this journey and some of the tools to overcome, because like we've said, healing is not a straight line. Um, when you start on this path, like I've had a lot of, um, I do a heavy metal detox smoothie and a lot of symptoms present, and it can make you feel like you're actually worsening. Um, but it's kind of like, you know, you've got to hold on, just, you know, don't give up before the miracle happens, that type of say uh, phrase. So, I thought maybe if you could identify some challenging moments in the journey and what helped you get over or through those, those mm. difficulties.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, look, sometimes it feels like it's challenging all the time. And like you were saying, the heavy metal detox smoothie, I've done that as well. Sometimes I feel like when you might physically feel the worst, especially if you've never done a detox, that's actually when the deepest healing could be taking place. Because yeah, and that?
0: you get quite um yeah, yeah. you get quite emotional because it's going quite yes. deep.
1: So emotional stuff might be releasing, um, the physical, like the heavy metals coming out, things like that. So sort of just trusting the process. But in saying that, you were just asking about the challenges. And for me, <laughs> trusting the process was one of the first things I was taught through my friend. Um, and I yeah. found that extremely, extremely challenging because I had never trusted life um up until then, and I had to learn to trust um trust the process and trust that it, it would pass or even emotionally those things coming up, I would just shove them down because I didn't trust that that anger or that sadness would pass. That was definitely um, hugely challenging. And just the spiralling of it all, like the up and downs and sort of panicking. Yeah, like, am I ever going
0: to get better? This is never getting better. I'm not losing weight. I'm not, I think that's uh, that just reminded me too, like I you don't physically see any improvement, sometimes for months. Yeah. And that can be really hard to to keep going when you're like, Well, what's the point? Of I may as well just give up and eat blah, 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 blah. Yes. You know, or go back to go back to drinking diet coke, because this isn't working and yeah. um look at that person, they can eat and drink whatever they want. But, you know, we can't compare ourselves. We're so so different. But my body now lets me know if I if I go too rogue. <laughs> it really yeah. it really lets me know. Yeah, the spiralling was interesting. So, sorry, continue. That just kind of made yeah, me think spir- of Yeah, I mean, the
1: spiralling. And like I mentioned before, I mean, for me personally, it, one of the most challenging things was sort of um, the uniqueness of it all, and, and, and I, ha- I was so lucky. My partner, my family, and most of my friends were really supportive. And, and it's hard when you're a friend and you've got a chronically ill friend who can't ever go out. <laughs> um, and, yeah. you know, they would, yeah, they would still check in on me and come to my house and clean it because I couldn't get out of bed. So I was really lucky. But even with all of that, I still, yeah, I felt so alone and so unsupported, yeah. even though if you kind of looked at it from an average person's point of view, you're like, oh, but, you know, your partner supports you and your friends do this, and they yeah. did, but the feelings inside of the, um the wrongness and not being supported um especially when you went to what what we call a health system for help and for guidance and support yeah and then I felt wrong like I was doing something wrong yeah
0: I I feel like guilt was a big part for me like when I got really sick in 2017 I had to take some time off work I'd already taken time off because my mum had died and I felt so incredibly guilty because, you know, normally I'd just troop on. I'd be sitting at work. I wouldn't be able to see. I usually have, like, stroke-like symptoms. Um, so, you know, I um, would have – it's called postdrome after, like, a massive migraine. And why not just – I think w- what would really frustrate me too is – people who just get a headache would be like, oh, I have a migraine. I'm like, there's a really big difference between. So I used to do a little bit of the victim mentality of like, well, you don't actually have what I have. Yeah. Um, so it and I'd yeah, <laughs> and then I'd feel absolutely broken and bruised. Like I'd go back to work, my head would be pounding. You're trying to do a good job. You don't want to let your boss down. Yes. You don't want to use up all your sick leave until, you know, something really, really serious happens, even though what was happening to me was really serious. Yeah. Um, absolutely.
1: absolutely. Yeah. yeah.
0: I mean, I the guilt also, was really hard. Yeah,
1: I find a common thread in people, like you said, like us, like we're generally highly sensitive empaths, and we we've got these physical things going on, but we also seem to be quite um, yeah. Like there, there are people I know who don't care if they take a sick day; like they just don't care. And I've never been like that, even at school. Yeah, I really. This is care. how I'm yeah, guilt this whole thing about disappointing others which probably comes back also to the people-pleasing and this is still something I am sort of working on and recovering from the people-pleasing thing but I have improved a lot but same like it's just that awareness I didn't even know I was doing it and it was taking so much of my health and my life away and yeah like just yeah like you said, with that guilt, 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 guilt was a huge, huge cool. thing. Because
0: um, our, our work, like our structure doesn't allow us to heal from anything. Like you have, okay, yes, we're very lucky in this country, we have sick leave, but if you, you know, like some days you just need a day to regroup. Like I'd feel new, I call them my neurologically off days where I can't see you properly, but you know, hopefully we can change work situations where you can work from home because I could still do my job but I just needed to rest my eyes a little bit, yes. sometimes not be in the office. And hopefully people are changing and um, bosses are becoming more accommodating of that. But I have often found when I've had those conversations with other people, they sort of look at you like, well, so you just get really bad headaches. You're like, no, no, it's not just a headache, like it's pretty much a stroke. Yeah. Um, and sort of then feeling weird I don't know, it's it's a strange process, like embracing what you have and letting people know without feeling like a victim and the guilt. Mm. It's it's a really hard balance yeah, to um yep. to get. Yeah.
1: Yeah, because you try yeah. to tune into you know, I try and tune into still being, you know, because I still am healthy, you know. But it's like not yeah. um I read something yesterday about this, like using positivity. And you know, there's a hashtag that goes around that says "good vibes only," but it's like saying yeah. you're not allowed to have a shit day or a headache or be tired or be angry. Well, if you're not allowed to do that and you're a human being, how the f are you human? Because <laughs> as a human, yeah, if we're all we're going not to, to probably feel. yeah have a feeling of anger and sadness because it's a part of being human. So
0: and the. If- And the more we don't process them, you know, anger, grief, all those things live in the energetic field. And when I was experiencing grief, man, oh, man, did they rear their ugly head. Yes. It really brought to the forefront how I'm not managing my anger, my grief, because, you know, it's like you get four days bereavement leave and everyone expects you just to on your troop, on your go, Mm -hmm. and you're like, hang on, my body's having a meltdown on top of the emotional meltdown that I was having. So I guess what we're kind of roundabout saying is, you know, we're working towards a more compassionate space for people to talk about it, for workplaces to to incorporate a little bit more compassion when dealing with this because then people comment, you know, like, oh, she's always off, she's always off, she's always sick, and no one needs that on their healing journey. Yeah,
1: and also just more balance. That's what I say to my partner. Like, yeah. we're all expected. Not. It's like this expectation. Everybody... Kind of is expected to work Monday to Friday. It used to be 9 to 5, but it's not really, right, if you're a full-time worker.
0: No, it's never 9 to 5. It's like 8.30 to six, six. 7, 8. Like <laughs> as
1: long as you, you can be there. They want you there, right? Both parents. And then the weekend comes and it's like, oh, but I've got to do this family thing, this family thing, this social thing, this social thing. I've got to clean my house, get the groceries, cook, yeah. you know, three fresh meals. I've got to look after my kids and my kids have this and this and this on. And there's no balance in that and there's no space and there's no time to just be, like, just be, actually, to just yeah. be.
0: and that's why, yeah. I mean, I've really enjoyed the quarantine, COVID situation because it forced me to be, like, you're neurological. It had flared up with my dad passing away. It's, like, it's getting out of control again. It's not manageable and it's given me that time to just, listen to my body like if we could all live in a world where we're like okay i'm feeling energetic today i'll go for a walk rather than i must go for a walk i have to do this i've got to i've got to take my vitamins today god i haven't had my smoothie i need myself so much pressure that we can put on ourselves too with the journey and i think something that i would say is you just don't expect to be able to do it all at once you can't go from zero to a hundred yeah straight away give yourself
1: permission to have days off some actually um our mutual friend carmel and my friend I was speaking about earlier, (laughs) I didn't realise. I got so into it. I did not have any, like, fun time or day off. And one day Carmel said to me, Kristen, you need to just, like, have a day off, like, put all of the (laughs) self-help tapes away. Go home. I want you to watch Sex in the City and eat some ice cream. She said something to me. And I was like, oh, my God, she's crazy, like, as if. And I went to do it and it felt so weird because I had not given myself any, like, dare I say, in inverted commas, normal um, human time, you know, just to be human and not to be, like, fixing myself, you know.
0: Um, yeah, exactly. And yeah, the pressure,
1: that's a huge, that's a whole nother bloody podcast, but the pressure oh gosh,
0: that could be, around
1: it, could, it all, yeah. <laughs> um, being a certain way and doing your meditation and your vitamins and your health and then, you know, you have a really shit day and then you're like, oh, now I've sucked it up. But you haven't. You're allowed to have a day off. You're allowed to have a day off, a day off meditation or exercise or eating perfect all the vitamins like yeah I think and
0: that's that and that also comes down to relationships being so important like if I didn't have a boss where I had that relationship I was lucky that when it happened we'd kind of been working together about five years four or five years at that point and I could just really honestly say with him I'm feeling like shit like I and you know I think he knew I wasn't taking the piss and I would always make the time up but there's that balance too of like explaining to someone what you need. Like I think that's a big part of the healing journey. Like this is what I need yes. to to get better. Um, and even saying that is, re- that is really hard for someone like me. Like you said, people pleasers don't want to do the wrong thing. You don't want to put anybody out. So it's also learning a lot about self-love in a sense, mm. um, which is, gosh, that's like a 20-episode Yeah, broadcast. self-love <laughs> and
1: self-love. And even communication and still like you said saying with your boss I can relate because when I was working my boss was awesome he was the best boss I've ever had and so supportive as well with all the health stuff and my partner is still to this day I'll sit on the couch and he can see it all over my face but I I'm so still scared sometimes to just communicate and say I really need help or you know this happened today or whatever it's like underlying fear is still um there sometimes that something bad's going to happen if I really am vulnerable <laughs> you know in that moment yeah. no, that's even true. if it is a safe and person think, and a safe space to be so it's yeah it's quite powerful actually
0: and and the vulnerability thing's interesting too like I've really culled a lot of people from my life because I feel like they just weren't supporting where I'm going from and I really had a good look at how everyone was just so focused on the aesthetic and Mm. I was like, okay, so my bloods are better. My heavy metals are down and I'm carrying a lot of weight, but I know, but they don't know that's from like my liver detoxing. And now I've got my thyroid to deal with. And, you know, I just find so people so quick to judge and it's like, don't judge me, just love me and, and let me heal and be there for me. Like I don't need the pressure from people who are supposed to be there for you. So I think if you are, experiencing a friend or anyone that you come into to contact who is going through that you know they don't need any more advice um, unsolicited advice unless they openly bring it up or discuss yeah. it with you you know I think that can be um quite detrimental but I suppose just in the last 10 minutes or so what might be a good thing to do is it's such a big topic but maybe we can talk about some of the resources that um tips and tools you can talk about your business I know that um you have some, amazing support materials um with the business that you do so maybe like uh once something for me is if anyone hasn't seen the documentary called heal mm. um just h-e-a-l fantastic documentary and the good thing about that is you can watch it if it works great if not leave it um but it doesn't hurt to get informed so i suppose maybe we can spend the next little while just wrapping up on things that have worked for us so the heal documentary is definitely one yep. okay. me.
1: um yeah like as I said I think if you can connect with any sort of coach mentor type person who can well who can relate to what you're going through but they don't always have to have like had what you have had but they have such a unique approach which is directed at your individual needs so your individual goals desires your individual blocks Because so we can have a goal to lose weight but then if we're going to the gym and we're improving our diet why isn't it happening like you've got a specific block to you and your past and whatever's happened you know so someone that can yeah. work with you individually um one of the first books that really helped me was louise hay you can heal your life and from there i just great book i mean i could not get out of bed and i couldn't even read like we are talking about the neurological issues in your brain like i just same blurry vision mm-hmm. oh it's in, indescribable really but so I used to go on YouTube yeah. and just play these videos of like Wayne Dyer speaking and Louise Hay because they were just so relaxing yep. but I, and then I would be like oh, I would just have so many awakening moments mm-hmm. just listening um I love also Deepak Chopra and Dr. Joe Dispenza talking about yeah
0: Dr. Joe Dispenza yeah. amazing he's a good balance for me of science and that's what i was going to say for
1: people who have a lot of resistance to the spirituality stuff thinking it's too weird too blah 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 he talks about science and it's in his books and it's in his videos i got to see him live last year yeah he came to sydney and it was so good um so highly recommend him and there's loads of info like youtube just has free stuff so (laughs) i mean you can obviously pay people that's awesome but i know also for me i wasn't working and
0: I didn't it's have free.
1: that much money. And it's yeah. expensive. People are like, oh, what yeah. about Let's this? Speak. And it's like $500, $600, and then another person has something for thousands of dollars. So, you know, I also like to share resources yeah. that are really economical because everyone's in a different situation. Mm. Of
0: course, of course. And vitamins, like my vitamins um, for my brain cost me an absolute fortune. So, um, I would strongly suggest, so uh, Anthony William, medical medium for me, he loads of free yep. podcasts, YouTubes, he does Instagram lives. He cops a bit of flack from the media, but he has honestly been the backbone of my healing. Yeah, his books are amazing. Um, he's got loads yep. of books. He's got a great web, um, plenty of free materials there's medical medium communities on facebook and forums so there's a lot of forums on facebook platforms not just um, medical medium related but you know if you're dealing with depression or thyroid there's so many groups that you can join so i would also recommend yeah joining them. the group, That's and cool. okay. uh, yeah and someone who i absolutely love um and he's wild and wacky his name is shaman durek which is d-u-r-e-k we can put these all Um, in links but he is he does shamanic practices which um, was quite new to me but I was quite drawn to it but he also talks about you know holistic healing and he brings in a lot of um, people to his podcast talking about you know like um, like mushrooms healing like with chaga and reishi coffees he talks about devices that can block like you know all the frequencies that we're dealing with with our computers and blue light blocking. So he's someone that I find um, really amazing and does, like, great So I actually don't know him, so well. I'm going to check him out.
1: That's great.
0: Yeah, cool. Sharman Jurich He is really, and I think he's really taught me a lot, a lot about myself and when we think we're doing something, what the true motive behind yes. it is. Yeah. Um, which I'm a master at um, lying yes. to myself um, about about certain things, if yeah. I'm being honest. So I find he's good at calling my behaviour out. Yeah. And, uh, and then there's so many free meditations online, um, you know, you just got to find – you can type in a topic like anxiety yeah. meditation um, I listen to a lot of sound yeah, so healing, I. Obviously, I, so cool. light language so so like binaural yep. beats and like all the alpha waves and solfeggio yep. scale so there's a whole heap of sound healing that you can type in um, do you want to talk a little bit about what your business does and what you do because you offer great things Oh yeah well. great so
1: I mean I've cool? got a basically just like a blog on Instagram yeah, it's called at the worthy warrior and it's got underscores in between each word so the underscore worthy the underscore warrior um i've got an email address that we'll all put in the link so if you have any questions or queries about anything we've chatted about please like connect with me i would love to guide you and help you out that's what we're here for and i believe yeah, yeah we'll put, some,
0: of, we'll put some links up I said we'll just put yeah, some put links, links up, up for everyone. So, so they yeah, can just reach them. out because I know yeah.
1: with me I was always scared to reach out. But that's um, I feel Jen and I are here to, to help people. Otherwise, we wouldn't have gone through all this shit, you know. Um, no. God, and what's yeah, it for, so, <laughs> Yeah, yeah it all so for? basically, um, yeah, I did some study last year and this year. So now I'm certified with meditation metaphysics and I did life coaching but I'm focusing on the health coaching. So I'm just setting everything up for that. And then i am also got, um, it's like a franchise business, as I was talking before about we've got online health programs to get people sort of set up on their health journey and they're combined with the whole food health products I was talking about before, so just whole food, fruits and vegetables, um, you know, in a way that you can take really efficiently and um, easily absorbed and digested by your body. And, um, yeah, I had two more, I mean... T- uh, Teal Swan and Eckhart Tolle are two other authors and they also have loads of oh, yeah. um, videos just because some people really think they're weird. But Teal Swan talks about emotional trauma. And, again, that is a huge other topic that mm. we could probably both talk about for yeah. hours. But it's, it's also so powerful and something I've been getting into more this, this year. And Eckhart Tolle um, also about presence, yeah, which on... is really the power of just practising presence on a daily basis somewhere you could start because it's a really simple practice but it, it's actually harder than it seems but it's free to practice and it's really powerful
0: yeah exactly I love Eckhart Tolle and Oprah they did like a breakdown in layman's terms like really basic yes I've the seen it now yep. so you can watch that on YouTube for free it's like each they go each chapter and Oprah asked the really you know basic questions that were like yeah but how do you do that and what does that mean and Speaking, you know, because sometimes when you read a lot of that spiritual text, the jargon yeah. just be like, "Oh, what is this?" So that's a really good. I go back to that quite a lot, especially yes. the pain body. Um, again, that goes back to trauma and emotional releasing, um, and that connection between trauma and pain in the body. Like, there's a lot of again, like you said, that's a whole another another podcast. But I think there's so many things out there. Steve Noble is another person I really enjoy for sort of a more. um spiritual awakening soul path soul mission type of approach which is always good
1: and And we'll also include my friend that i mentioned right at the beginning who got me you know because she um still does the nlp and the coaching and she's been really successful her name's Haley, but we'll put her website in the links i didn't tell her that i'd talk about her on this but but she'll be fine um and she can just relate and, and and her like i she shows up this shit every day of their life and you can tell and i think that's important too whether you go to a naturopath nutritionist or whatever but like what are they doing um in their life like if you're working with a healer or a meditation teacher like are they even meditating what's their spiritual practice so just be aware of that too because anybody can go online and do a course or go to tape and do a course anybody It really is important that's that it, right. it's I mean, this is a huge this is my life, I would say now. I can't not do it. Um, especially now with mom, it's just like that's okay, right. Really, really important, not just for me, it's not just about me anymore. So just be aware of that too when you're choosing who to work with or who to Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's something to be discerning with. And so I guess just before we wrap up, what type of what would you like to leave everyone with? Like what type of words of advice or information? How do you want to leave this? Oh, um,
1: probably like three or four key things. Just remembering that health really has the four areas of physical, mental, emotional and spiritual and just knowing that and being aware because I feel like the majority of people we do just go towards that those physical things, thinking that it will fix us and it doesn't. Um, listening and looking and sort of tuning in intuitively to what's coming up in your world and around you because that's just your gut like trying to guide you um like i just mentioned practicing presence every single day which i have been doing for a long time and it still challenges me only because of again our conditioning and we're we're pretty much taught the opposite but it's and and there's there's so much science behind this and if you get into Eckhart Tolle you'll see what i mean but it's So powerful and so healing, no matter whether you're sick or healthy. And also just looking at, you could even write this down depending on if you are a journaler or not, but getting really clear, like what does healthy mean to you? Like what actually is it? Because it's different for everybody. So, I mean, for me personally, it's more like a feeling, like Jen, you were talking about earlier, like in your body, how you feel like you knew that you, you know that you're healthier now than even when you were slimmer or whatever you said. So same, like mine's a feeling and it's not just a physical feeling, it's like mentally and emotionally and spiritually, how am I feeling? And I know, you know, the feeling that feels more balanced or when I feel more nourished or when I not necessarily exercise but move my body in a way that's aligned with me that day or that week because that changes. Yeah. Maybe just getting a bit more aware and clear for each individual person, like what does healthy mean to you and how do you think it would feel? Just, yeah, starting there.
0: Yeah, I think that's great. And I guess mine would be um, have yeah. patience. <laughs> that's probably my biggest. I'm an Aries so I am not patient at all. Um, <laughs> I want it yes. yesterday. I want it now. I want it all done. Um, it's a big part of my process that I'm still, and just because we're talking about it, we are by no means excess. We are continually mm. learning, Absolutely. growing all the time. And, yeah, and so patience and trust, they're the two things that are, that I – I struggle with the most but I need the most on this journey and just like we're doing now have a conversation yeah talk about it you know and and just keep an open space in mind when you are talking about yes it absolutely and I think yeah and you know like we said we're here reach out if there are questions that you want to ask we can help point you in the right direction Kristen has amazing wealth of resources just from her page and her business that's her passion that's what she does I do light language which helps a lot of it is dealing with removing trauma from the energy field and like if you're on a more spiritual path so there's plenty of things out there and plenty of free resources so thank you so much Kristen I know that we could, oh, I just feel like, yep, <laughs> I could go forever but yeah it's it's
1: it feels so good even for me I feel like this is just a healing exercise in itself um we're still on our journeys exactly. and I'm well, exactly. so happy to share and talk and connect with people as well like in this space it's really nourishing it feels nourishing for me so I'm really grateful that I got to do this thank you so much yeah, for inviting it's, me it's, like, it's been so fun
0: no it's good to have an uplifting experience and it's really nice to talk to other people as we said you can feel really alone so we want to bring people together and have a community where we can just share those experiences and and not be judged you know like if you as you, if your skin's breaking out while you're trying to heal something and just, just know that, you know, you're on the path, your path, and that's the only way yeah, I need to be absolutely, and I guess. think um,
1: what you mentioned yeah. about the judgments there, that's also been a huge part of my journey, like the awareness of how judgmental I was, mostly towards myself, but then that went out into the world and everything else I was experiencing, um, and I've made huge yeah. shifts with that, and, God, yeah. your life changes when you just, even if the judgment comes up, you can release it. See someone walking down the street, you judge whatever they're exactly. wearing, their car, whatever. You just oh, there's that judgment about that person's car. I'd actually don't need
0: that. Just, just let yeah. it go. Yeah, just let it go. Yeah, yep, transmute it. Well, thank you so so much. Like we said, we'll post the links and we look forward to hearing from you and hopefully yeah, we'll do another so podcast many down the
1: track. track too, so that would be super fun. Yeah, thank so you so lovely. <laughs> awesome. Okay. All right,
0: thanks Bye. so much. Thanks everyone. Bye.